What's the good word YouTube? Thank you for the supportive messages about the need of having this robot voice due to my strokes. One message suggested using a bit of my voice to see how I progress and I will do that when I can form a few words. Alright let's get into some Bigfoot stories I hope you are also liking the footage. Observed, the incident that happened to my wife and I was on May 27, 2016. I was woken up at 3 in the morning by a screaming distress sound that was coming from outside our open bedroom windows at the rear of our house, after the sound happened again I woke my wife up wondering if our dog was left out, then she heard the noise a couple times. I got up and went to our rear sliding door in our kitchen where we keep our dog kennel. As I left the room my wife was startled and heard a repetitive hollow knocking sound from outside our bedroom windows which I did not hear because I was between rooms. As I got to our dog's kennel I startled our dog awake. I then turned on our rear outdoor lights and porch light. When I opened the slider I heard a lot of commotion at our tree line which is around 150 from the house. My first thought was a pack of coyotes. After listening for a few seconds, the noises escalated and the trees began to shake in 3 to 5 spread out areas of my tree line. It made the hair on the back of my neck stand up. I shut the slider and went to get my shotgun. I loaded it and went out to my back deck, which is about 6 to 8 feet off the ground. At this time my wife came out to the kitchen to listen out the window. As I was on the back deck the noises continued. It was as if whatever was out there had no fear of me. I felt like there were multiple sets of eyes on me. As I stood there I could hear breaking limbs, tree shaking and what sounded like a creature with serious power. My 12 gauge felt like nothing and I knew I better get back in the house. The noises carried on for a half hour. I decided to shut off the rear deck light because our house was dark inside and it felt like they could see us. When I walked over to shut it off my wife, who was standing at the slider with the door partly opened about a foot, heard a heavy sound of something running towards us. She slammed the slider shut and jumped back. I've never seen a fear like this come over my wife. I then quickly opened the slider with my shotgun in hand and heard an aggressive, deep grunting sound that went off three times quickly. It was right beside the deck and felt like it was in my face. I slammed the slider. My wife ran to her baby's room and I could hear what sounded like a group of three to five creatures slowly heading back into the woods. I've been in the woods my whole life and know this area and wildlife well. I've never encountered anything like this. We didn't see anything. The following day we noticed some bushes pushed over at the edge of our deck and several freshly broken branches around the tree line. Also noticed, in our notes. Other witnesses, two of us. Time and conditions, 0300. Environment. Woods and Lawn, Nest Story Observed, I went to a favorite spot for the weekend to get some peace and quiet and hopefully a monster brown trout. Been going there for years fishing and camping. Not extremely remote but wild and beautiful nonetheless. It's actually an old home place that has long disappeared, nothing remains except the concrete foundation and a narrow overgrown road that was once the driveway. It was very cold the night before, mid-twenties, but the sun was shining bright and it was starting to warm up. I made the relatively short hike down the old roadbed to my spot by the river. I dropped my pack against a tree and went down the step embankment to the river's edge to check out the water and soak up some sunshine to warm up. After a few minutes I heard what I thought was another fisherman or someone up above me where the old foundation was. I thought great, so much for peace and quiet, must be hardcore trout fishermen like me to be here in cold weather. I walked back up the embankment expecting to see people, what I saw in broad daylight. Probably 30 to 40 yards directly in front of me was what I can only describe as what appeared to be a fully erect gorilla, except his face didn't protrude out, it was flatter, and the hair was the color of a squirrel, browns, black, silver and a slight dint of red when the sun reflected off him. He was standing there, head slightly tilted back, squinting his eyes, soaking up the sunshine, 
Just as I was dot I couldn't comprehend what I was looking at at first. My first thought was what am I looking at? Second thought was God, look how big he is. It was incredibly muscular, at least 4 feet wide at shoulders, 7 to 8 feet in height, massive animal. The skin was a dark grayish color around the face, head was extremely pointed, like a dunce hat almost, no neck, large pectorals visible under the hair. Eye color was like a shade of amber. It was squinting in the bright sun, soaking up some warmth. He didn't really see me at first I don't think Dada did kinda pop up over the embankment, I think he knew I was there but didn't really know where. He could have been trying to smell me. I watched this massive beautiful animal standing there in the bright sun for probably 15 to 20 seconds. I had a feeling of amazement, wonder and actually privileged. I knew that what I was looking at was truly one of God's immaculate creations. It was beautiful, big and scary as hell, but beautiful. Hair was clean, looked groomed almost. Very healthy animal. After 15 to 20 seconds of seeing this I actually stepped up over the embankment all the way in view and I said out loud something like hey big boy, ain't you a pretty thing. That's when it finally saw me. It dropped its head down and froze. I could tell I surprised it. It wouldn't make eye contact. I could see its whole posture change. It became very shy and acted like it was hoping that as long as it didn't look directly at me I wouldn't see him. It was like a bashful child. I took a few steps toward it and said hey big boy, or something to that effect, and that was enough for him. He turned to his left and he was out of there. I could hear the limbs and leaves rustling as he made his getaway. He moved like a deer going up the mountain fast fast. Didn't see him but I could hear him. After probably 5 seconds the rustling stopped and it was totally silent. Then I clearly hear what sounded like someone doing a drum roll with wooden sticks on a wooden table. 3 brat tat tat tats, very quick, very clear, definitely not a woodpecker. No doubt in my mind it was him. He had traversed the mountainside and was on the ridgeline above me in no more than 5 to 10 seconds. Unbelievable. I never felt threatened, never felt afraid was a feeling of privilege and respect. I set up camp and stayed at that spot for the night and all the next day but never saw it again. Spent most of my life in those mountains walking feeder creeks, backpacking, fishing for brook trout. Thought I knew all there was to know. The day changed my life. Made me not only question my sanity and eyesight, I'm not crazy and have 20-20 vision, but my understanding of the natural world. I've been back several times but haven't seen him. Also noticed, no smells, so sounds other than the drumming. Other witnesses, no. Other stories, heard a few but never believed anyone. Time and conditions, 12.13 p.m. full sun. Environment, mountains, river. Next story. Observed, at approximately 7 p.m. on Wednesday, November 16th, John E., Dan F., Dan W. and James O. and I met at my house to watch a Philadelphia 76ers game. While watching, Dan F. noticed a human-like creature walking in the street in front of my house. From the living room window, we all observed a creature which appeared to be just under 6 feet tall walking away from my house. The creature was about 150 feet away and passed under a street light, which gave us the ability to get a decent look at it. It was long-limbed, but clearly not human. Because of the lighting it was in silhouette, but we could see that it was covered with hair. It was walking with its shoulders hunched forward, and did not appear to be in any distress. We watched it pass from view as it went behind trees and into the woods on the far side of the street. I live in a quiet neighborhood that is located in a wooded area. My house is on a street that is a cul-de-sac, and there is very little traffic. There is a quarry less than a quarter mile away through the woods. In the 14 years that I have owned this house, I have routinely heard animal calls that can't be identified as dog barks, etc., and have seen droppings and footprints in the woods that have not been from any animal such as a deer, etc., 
that would be seen in this area. This is the first instance in which I have seen a creature that I believe is a Bigfoot. Because we were all shocked by what we saw, we did not attempt to pursue this creature, but we were able to observe it for 5 to 7 seconds before it passed from view. In the minutes that followed, we all discussed what we saw. While my friends, who do not live in this neighborhood, were initially reluctant to acknowledge that it was a Bigfoot, after I explained the things that I have heard and seen around my house over the years, we all agreed that the creature was not human, and clearly fit the description of a Bigfoot. Please contact me so I can provide further information about this sighting. Also noticed, please see reports. Other witnesses, five witnesses, we were watching TV. Other stories, I am not aware of any other incidents in this area. Time and conditions, approximately 7 p.m., dark and clear. Next story. Location details, Blackstone Gap area, northwest of Nordegg, Alberta. 1.5 miles north of Old Trapper's Cabin. Nearest town, Nordegg. Nearest road, Forestry Trunk Road. Observed, we were out bow hunting in the Blackstone Gap area northwest of Nordegg, Alberta and had something happen I can't really explain. We set up camp about 9.30 Friday night Sept 9, 2016 and started a fire to cook dinner. We hear noises coming from the tree line about 25 yards away and got out the shotguns figuring it might be a bear. After about a half hour of hearing something moving in the bush, my buddy fired a round into the air to try to scare it off. Not 20 seconds later a rock the size of a soccer ball came flying out of the bush and landed beside us and a tree started to shake violently back and forth and another rock came out of the bush at us. This went on for a good 20 minutes with 17 rocks being thrown. We packed up camp and left. I've hunted all my life and I know bears can shake trees but they can't throw rocks 25 yards. I don't know if I should report this here or not but I'm trying to figure out what the hell happened that night it scared two experienced hunters and made me not want to return to one of my favorite spots to hunt. Also noticed, just something moving in the bush then rocks being thrown. Other witnesses, two building a fire to cook dinner. Other stories, no. Time and conditions, 9.30pm it was dark and there were clouds and showers. Environment, foothill spruce forest mixed with popular trees. Next story. Observed, location, Nashport, Ohio, near Dillon State Park. This is an account of events that transpired during mine and my friend's five-day hunting trip on a 40-acre tract in Nashport, Ohio, in Musk Kingdom County. This land adjoins Dillon State Park, which is 2,285 acres of state ground. Both my friend and I are experienced woodsmen and hunters, in having been in nature our whole lives. We are confident in our knowledge of animals, their behavior, and calls. This compiling of events at times left us confused, awestruck and at a loss for words. We both went into the woods with the understanding that there are some things that cannot be explained or fully understood yet. However, we left our trip with a much greater understanding than we thought imaginable when planning this trip. December 1, 2015 Tuesday Just after dusk. Light rain and no wind. We heard a large tree knocked over in the woods. There was no wind or outside influence that should have caused the tree to crash down. About 30 to 45 minutes later, we heard a second tree fall, which sounded larger. Around 8 p.m. we began to hear tree knocks coming from three different locations simultaneously. The first two sounded like someone hitting two by fours together. The third on the other hand was much louder. It sounded like someone hit the tree with a very large Louisville slugger. Around 10 p.m., we heard what sounded like someone walking through the woods whistling. It was a human-like whistle, but we were the only people around. At about 3 a.m., my friend stepped out of the camper to use the bathroom. Upon walking outside, he heard another loud tree knock from the third location as before.
December 2, 2015 Wednesday. We hunted all day and returned to camp. After dark, the tree knocks began. This time it was only two locations. Around 10 to 10.30 p.m. we began to hear whooping sounds coming off of a ridge about a one quarter of a mile away. Still inside the camper, the sounds were so loud we could feel them. The whoops lasted 15 to 20 seconds without pause. Within five minutes we heard the call again. But this time the duration of the call was shorter. We stepped outside of the camper to get a better sound quality and then heard a third set of whoops, this time so loud the calls could be felt in your chest. When these calls were finally finished the woods and entire area around us went quiet. Not a sound. Just as the night before we continued to hear wood knocks. Also noted we could hear something banging slash beating on cars in the junkyard below our campsite. At times it was so loud whatever this was seemed to be upset and trying to rip off a car door. The junkyard is inaccessible at night. Just as the night before my friend awoke around 3 a.m. to use the bathroom and upon stepping out of the camper was confronted with a very loud knock from the same area as the night before. December 3, 2015 Thursday. The evening was quiet until about 9 to 9.30 p.m. Out of the blue, we heard a very long, very deep, aggressive almost Tarzan-like yell coming from the same ridge as the whoops the night before. This brought a chill down our spines it was so loud. It was long and powerful and lasted a solid 20 seconds. Trees knocks continued from the same areas as previous nights almost like we were being observed all evening. They were lesser in frequency on this evening however. About an hour later we began to hear coyotes yipping near the same ridge as all the calls have been coming from. There was an answer to the coyotes, which was similar but definitely not a coyote. The tone and pitch were different and it was much louder. It was very bone chilling to say the least. Shortly after this we could hear growling sounding like it was coming from just outside the camper. We loaded our guns and prepared for an encounter with whatever was out there. We stepped out with a bright flashlight but we could not spot anything. The tree knocks continued until we went to bed. December 4, 2015 Friday Sitting around the fire around 9 p.m., we heard another Tarzan yell, this time it was on a further ridge. Guessing around a half to three quarters of a mile away. It was long and as loud of a call as the evening before, just further off in the distance. It was quiet again until about 9.45. From the lake and waterway about a one quarter to half mile away, we heard a blood-curdling high-pitched scream. Also by the waterway is a long set of railroad tracks that I wanted to note up here. From this point on we heard screams every five seconds. The screams progressively came closer and closer, moving down the creek bottom between the two large ridges. In no more than 30 to 60 seconds, the screaming had moved from the waterway again about a one quarter to half a mile away to what sounded like 100 to 150 yards away at the tree line. About 10 to 15 seconds later we heard what sounded like someone or something jumping on the hood of a car and over the 8 feet tall, give or take, junkyard fence, clipping it as it went over. This was astonishing because in this 10 to 15 seconds of time this thing moved through 400 yards of heavy cover. I do not know of any person or animal that could do this that would also be responsible for these noises. A few minutes after all of this commotion, we heard the same blood-curdling screams coming off the ridge behind us as all of the screams as the nights before. December 5, 2015 Saturday We set up a two-man deer drive for the morning down the same ridges and holler for more the screams the night before were moving through. Moving as quickly as possible, it still took me an hour to cover and navigate the same ground as the high-pitched screaming the night before. We decided to check out the area around the waterway for tracks to try and confirm what we thought we had been hearing throughout the week. At one end of the spillway, the water had receded to depths of only about 4 inches. There were nearly 20 tracks coming from the main ravine and railroad tracks and into the shallow end of the spillway. They all enter at the same place but veer off in three different directions. 
the tracks appeared to be 14 to 16 inches in length, 3 to 4 inches at the heel and 6 to 8 inches at the toe. This creature appeared to have a stride of nearly or about 5 feet toe to toe. My friend documented these as pictures on his cell phone. Upon further investigation we found more tracks 20 to 30 yards away in the sand on the bank. We took pictures of these as well. One set was slightly smaller but went up next to my 11 and a half size hunting boot it dwarfed my feet in comparison. We found another, larger track near these. This footprint was 16 to 18 inches long at least 4 inches at the heel and 8 inches or more at the toes. It was an older track but still stood out to us. We have a clear picture of this track up against my friend's size 13 hunting boot and this track just swallowed it. These impressions sunk deeper than anything my friend or myself could recreate, and we are not small men at 210 and 185 pounds respectively. Investigating the bank line we could see multiple shellfish that had been eaten, potential secondary food source to all of the gut piles and wounded deer from gun season, there were no other animal tracks in the area that would have been known to be feeding on these aka raccoons. Also noted we noticed multiple footprints that looked to be from a child barefoot. These looked fresh. Why someone would let their child run around barefoot in December in cold water and mud is beyond me. Still not sure what to make of this. December 6, 2015 Monday Upon returning home I spoke to my girlfriend about what had gone on during our hunting trip and finding the tracks and she was mind blown and interested. Since the tracks were on public land and deer gun season was over I know it would be safe to take her down to the water and show her the tracks and let her see the area. First I took her down to a sandbar to show her an angle I had at a nice deer on Wednesday. When we got down there she said wow Bigfoot. When we looked down there was a fresh set of tracks in the 14 to 16 inch range very similar to the other ones noted already. They were so fresh you could see where the mud had squished up between its toes. She took pictures on her phone with her feet next to them as reference. I then took her over to the sandy bank and showed her the tracks my friend and I had found to get a second set of pictures. Upon getting over there we found another type of track. It was roughly 14 inches in length but appeared to have severe hammer toe and arthritis. It was roughly 4 inches at the heel and roughly 8 inches at the toes. We took pictures of this track as well. When exploring near the wood line I noticed how a very large creature had been moving through there. I found a large impression in the leaves. I began to remove them to get a better look at what was below. We found what appears to be very very large footprints. These were between 20 and 24 inches in length, well over 5 inches at the heel, and 10 to 12 inches at the toe. A picture was also taken of this impression. Upon seeing these the feeling of being watched began to overwhelm my girlfriend and we quietly left the area. At the end of this trip we left with some astounding experiences and a sense of shock. However, we both feel this is not a series of coincidences or random actions. Given our encounters and physical evidence which we were able to document, we strongly feel there is one explanation Bigfoot. Being experienced trackers, we feel these creatures are using the railroad tracks as a highway to come and go with minimal trace. Our interactions this week led two outdoorsmen who are very comfortable in uninhabited woods to sleep with loaded guns within arm's reach. Each of us there will think twice before staying or wandering near or in nearly untouched woods at night alone. Although we did not get a visual, we fully believe this creature is large, athletic and completely in its element in the woods at dark. Also noticed, we have pictures to coincide with prints left in the creek bottom. Other witnesses, three myself, my friend Kyle and my girlfriend, Erica. Time and conditions, see above account. Environment, woods, creek bottom, ravines.